This is Triple M Summer Breakfast with Ed Cavalier and Lawrence Mooney. Out Santa Santa this Christmas with an amazing experience from redballoon.com.au. Top of the morning to you, yes, Ed Cavalier and Lawrence Moonman Mooney with you for Triple M Summer Breakfast. How are we feeling, Moon? I'm on top of the world. I was on my motorcycle this morning riding along. Mm-hmm. It was crisp. It was man. even. Yeah, man. Yeah. What was the road? Yes, the, the, the weather. It was nice. Oh, and the weather was as well. Hey, we've got lots for you today. Uh, JB, James Brayshaw, he is, uh, well, Triple M's own cricket commentator. Oh, he's been at the first test great. yesterday. We'll speak to him about day one uh, in just a little bit. We're also going to be hearing from... Qantas head, Alan Joyce, the young uh, Irish fellow that uh, looks that after runs Qantas the airline. and does an absolutely wonderful job. He's going to be speaking to us today about Detect the... a little bit of sarcasm in your voice. Are you going to be giving Alan a hard time? For Are inc- you going to grilling him? Is it... grilling him? I'm not going to grill him, but is it? it's uh, it's four incidents now, is it? In a week. Mm, so that's coming up as well. And then the co-payments, the now revised GP. It's not a co-payment, it's a contribution. It's five bucks now, not seven. Mm, it's well, part of the barnacle removal. Well, Graham Richardson Richo is going to come on and <laughs> tell us some of that. I tell you what, the breakfast show starting to take off. We've gone national. We're getting traction. Yeah, yeah. This is how we were described on the news last night. This is a potentially lethal orgy. Great. <laughs> a potentially lethal orgy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought orgies were meant to be fun. Potential is the word you're looking for there. Okay, Moon. I was saddened last night, or well, yesterday uh, we we heard about the death of uh, Ken Waxman. Never heard of him. Uh, Better known as Pugsley from the Adams. He was the kid. Yeah, he was the chubby little kid. Ken Weatherwax died at the age of 59. Uh, interestingly, Gomez, John Aston, is still alive at the age of 84. Wow. So uh, they're dropping off the twig, the Adams family. They're creepy and they're kooky. They're all together ooky. All right. Hello. To big shout out to anyone. That can stop now, Rosie. If we keep playing, we have to pay them. <laughs> big shout out to anyone who knows what that, uh, the Adams family, if they were alive for that bad boy. Yesterday, the first test got underway, uh, Mooney, between uh, Australia and India. In Adelaide, uh, Australia finished on six for 354 but it is almost essentially seven for 354 if Michael Clark doesn't come back out to bat he got to 60 and then he retired hurt did I don't know if you saw the ball where he retired hurt did you see it I didn't see it it was a short ball and it sort of came over his uh, left shoulder and he'd been ducking and weaving uh, ducking a lot and weaving and he'd been running up and down the wickets not you know, at a breakneck pace, but he'd been getting through, and he was obviously, you know, doing a great job. And taking it easy because he's got the dodgy hamstring. Well, it's all from the back and the hamstring, but when he twisted, he sort of twisted to sort of maybe play a pull shot, maybe not, and that's when he went down, and that's when he went off. So we're really – so he's retired hurt, which means he can come back out and bat, but I believe he's having scans, so fingers crossed. Or he just might uh, retire and go on compensation, uh, get the work – Work safe, work officer. Is, work is comp. I don't know if that work happens. Comp. I don't know if you can do that for cricketers. Work, get work safe out there to have a look. Um, he's got a back incident. Well, can we have a look at, uh, well, Davey Warner yesterday was the shining light for Australia. What, 145? Ah, huge innings. Huge. Obviously very emotional. I mean, he did say that he almost, very, well, was quite close to not playing in the test uh, because of Philip Hughes. So he did a wonderful job to even get out there and he obviously had to face the first over, and that was, we saw during the anthems as well. It was very emotional. And then dedicated the century to Phil Hughes. Well, can, can we hear the moment? Let's hear the moment when he moved to his tongue. He's over-pitched. He's punched it down the ground. 
celebration for the life of Phil Hughes. Yeah, and he jumped to the sky, looking at the sky, and then he had a really nice embrace uh, with Michael Clark in the middle as well. And then uh, we heard him later on in the day talking about um, dedicating uh, this his 10th test century to uh, the memory of Philip Hughes. I like to do a little bit of a celebration, but that was definitely for him today. And uh, he was there when I scored my first 100. Um, he was at the other end, and uh, now I dedicate that 100 to him today. And there was a bit of an early earlier celebration when he reached uh, 63. The uh, the crowd warmly kind of applauded, mm. and again he held the bat up toward the sky. So that's become a significant number too. Yeah, well, he said that'll be a significant number for all of them uh, for, for the rest of their career. And I just thought it was the whole day was a really nice uh, tribute to Philip Hughes and the Indian players, you know, played their part in that and the crowd mm. and everything like that. And we will be speaking to James Brayshaw, cricket commentator, who, of course, uh, originally from South Australia, about what it was like to be there just a little bit later on. And in a sense, it's great to see sport return to this kind of gentlemanly way where you're celebrating, you know, you're competing against one another, but mm. you're celebrating the fact that, you know, you're alive and mm. uh, enjoying this thing. Mm. You know, for too long, sports become too aggressive mm-hmm. and too angry. Mm. And, and if it's taken the death of Philip Hughes to return us to a more genteel time, mm. then that has been something great that's come out of it. Well, well the whole day I thought was handled uh, really nicely. And it, it is great to see test cricket being, I mean, I love test cricket. I do too. I absolutely love test cricket. I, I, can, I can leave the big bash. Uh, over. I, I mean, I like the big bash as well. I have to, you know, I have to admit that, but the test is just, you it's know, something about it. It's tradition. Yeah. Well, I hope that we can get a few more runs because you're going to now potentially where yep. are you on the weekend? Okay. Saturday is day five. I'm in Adelaide for the fifth day. Are we going to make it to five days? I thought about you when we lost three quick wickets at the end of the day. When Mitchell Marsh got out, uh-oh, Nathan Lyon comes out as night watchman, didn't watch much night. He gets out, and mm. then Brad Haddon nibbles at one. They get three late wickets. Michael Clark might not bat again. If we're gone by lunchtime, I don't know. Where, I think Sam Pang and I will be going on a winery tour. <laughs> <laughs> Today, Lawrence, they're saying that the GP co-payment was originally going to be $7 and mm. it was compulsory and that's the way it is. It's now gone. The government's revised it. It's now $5, which is semi-optional, semi-not. And to give us a bit more details, host of the Sky News show, Richo, he is a former Labor senator. He is a former, known as a power broker. Graham Richardson, good morning to you. Good morning. And, mate, so what have they done? Have they found a way to get this through without having to ask the Senate? What's going on? No, no, yeah, whatever they do, they've got to ask the Senate, but... They're finding a way to try and convince senators to vote for it. Okay. I mean, look, look, it's it's pretty amazing. It's only what a week, one lousy week since uh, Tony Abbott did a press conference saying they'd definitely go ahead with the co-payment mm. uh, after he had his office brief the galleries that they were going to drop it right. and do and you know do mm. something like this. But then hockey went off his head. Mm. Apparently, went completely troppo. Mm. So did Dutton, and the and the leader backed off because some of his ministers were cranky. I mean. At least this time, he said to himself, I have to do this. He said in two days, the first day he whacked off the paid parental leave scheme. Now he's whacked off the... uh, the, He doesn't have many left. These core election promises or whatever he wanted to call them, he doesn't really have many of those left, you'd have to say. Mate, this was no core election promise. This is the breaking of a core election promise. Mm. Because the core election promise was... I won't change anything in health. Yeah, right. Richo, I know you're a man that makes likes to make an early call. You've said Joe Hockey's gone troppo. Recently, Julie Bishop went bananas. How long has he got left before he gets tapped, Tony Abbott? Oh, look, they're, they're nowhere near tapping him. Um, I, I talk to a lot of these people. Um, they're nowhere near tapping him. They are querying his, his judgment. I think as far as hockey's concerned, 
the rest of the cabinet and the backbench have made up their minds that he's hopeless. Mm. Uh, and I, I reckon that, that if Abbott's going to do anything in a reshuffle, if he doesn't move hockey, uh, then it's not really worthwhile. He'll move, he'll move that dope they've got as defence minister. He'll go, um, and, and he ought to go. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, you know, he made that remark about, yeah, about the, the canoe. Submarine yeah. court and then he bought a $190 bottle of wine. Well, you know, you know the, the, last week uh, there was a by-election in, in South Australia. Make Nobody happy. cares about that usually. But there was a 10% swing to a, to the government, and not much of a government. Mm. Every by-election has a swing against governments. This one had a 10% swing to them because they campaigned on that whole submarine corporation thing. I mean, it, the, they're making too many mistakes. He's, he's got to get rid of the duds. All right. Last he's question. Also got to, he's got some good people on the back bench. They just sit there doing nothing mm. while some absolute dills in the in the cabinet sit around there getting all the money and the big white car and doing bugger all. Last question, Richo. So now just getting down to brass tacks. I was at a medical centre the other day and there was a woman sitting across from me and she had three kids and they were all coughing and I thought, right, so she's obviously coming here and they've all got to go in and everyone's probably her second visit because the oldest one probably had it first and I know my sister has two kids and she said whenever the older one gets it, no, no doubt the younger one's going to get it and you have to go back to the doctor. Does this now mean that, that they won't automatically have to pay $7 every time they show up or is it now only $5 or is it now optional? What well, happens? No one really knows. I don't think Tony Abbott can answer that question judging on what was said yesterday. Right. It'll come down, I think, mostly to the doctor. Um, in the medical centres, they'll keep bulk billing so she won't pay it. In a lot of private practices, she'll have to pay the $5. Right. So yeah. it'll, it'll it'll vary. There won't be any rule right across the board. Mm. Okay. But, you know, that's if it gets through. Uh, and, you know, that Senate is such a lottery, mate. No one could tell you who. That, they don't know themselves what they're going to do. No. Well, I, I, I disagree with you. I think Ricky Muir has got a plan, and I think he's sticking to it, and I think he's doing a <laughs> wonderful job. Okay. Well, no, he's certainly got a plan. It's just that he, he can't talk. No, well, that's okay. I mean, well, yes, so, therefore, I don't know what his plan is. I, I'd be happy with him. I'd be very happy with Ricky Moore. I'll say nice things about him yeah. if he makes a speech, if he actually tells us what he thinks. Well, that's maybe not his thing. He likes doing donuts in the car park. All right, well, Graham Richards. Why go into the Senate, mate? Why not keep fixing up cars? Why go into the Senate? Well, because it's, it's cushy. You know that, Richo. We better let you go tonight. Okay. Sky News. Richo, 8 o'clock. Thanks for your time. It's... Moon, we're actually mm. doing the show in front of a live audience. You yeah. guys having fun? It is the biggest rave thing, party, disco, club, yeah. dance, beach party I've ever been to in my life. That's right, friends. I'm going to set the skipping rope on fire and we are going to jump some rope. And we're doing the show in front of a live audience today, mate. It is absolutely packed, isn't it? I reckon there'll be twenty to 30,000 people here at least. Yeah. That's right. Easy. Woo! Woo! And they yeah. are absolutely loving it. Everyone is drinking out of those red cups. I don't yeah. know what's in there. <laughs> We're having a schoolies gathering. Is it? Is, are they all schoolies out no, there? No, no, it's a full moon. It's everything. It's, it's everything full you could moon. hopefully. Yeah, everything you could hope uh, for. Yesterday, Mooney, you admitted that you uh, you were turning into a lady because uh, partly because you're obsessed with your own weight at the moment. Mm. And, uh, and, uh, and I've trimmed off. I've taken uh, five kilos off since, mm, mm, since mm. returning from overseas at the beginning of October, yeah, which now, is good. I want, yeah, well, I wanted you to have a weigh-in now. We've obviously had an argument off there, so that will be happening a little, bit, uh, a little bit later on because there's something else you want to talk about, and I want to help you. Ready? Mm. This isn't a letter that was in the MX, which is your daily newspaper for your um, commuters. They get it. They read it. They throw it away. It's to good. the... Good, good use of paper. To the, to the ginger stud who works at the Starbucks across the road from Flinders Street. Mm. You spark my early start. Coffee? Question mark. 
it's one of the things that I do love about the MX. They've got this kind of like dating thing where you can yeah. talk to, you know, mm. somebody you've seen, mm. try and arouse their attention. Freak out a stranger. Now, uh, people have their favorite barista mm. they, that they go to on a daily basis. And uh, I do too. But I like to I like to keep the chat down. I like to keep the chat to oh, a minimum. because you're a big celebrity. Not because I'm a big celebrity. Not because I'm a, one of those don't you know who I am kind <laughs> well, of a guy. that's not what they think on Twitter. No, on Twitter they think I'm a don't you know who I am kind of a guy. Yeah. But I just, whether I'm getting a massage or... Can I use the term you used off air? You, you said, I don't like my service people talking to me. Yes, yeah, service people. Oh. That's what... I can understand why you wouldn't want your masseuses speaking to you because I imagine the places uh, no, you go, on. they don't speak any English oh, if you catch uh, my drift. Immediately you say massage and it, it's not therapeutic massage. It's some kind of Madame Wee Was don't be like that. naughty curtain room. And it's <laughs> not, that, that, room? that is, is not that. The, it's just around the corner from this studio, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, what I'm saying is I don't want too much chat. I, you know, name if you go name the, the professions. Okay, hairdresser. They're off. Don't ask me if I've got the day off. Don't <laughs> ask me what I'm doing later. Uh, masseuse. Don't you know? Ask me anything. <laughs> it's certainly not my Christian name. Yes, barista. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about anything ever. Wow. <laughs> shh, shh. More silence. You know, Australians, I reckon, no. love to chat it up a little bit too much. No way, man. Too friendly. No way, man. This, too friendly. This is the, they, they are the lubricant of society. They pick up information and they pass it on. Chat away. Are I you, have a great chat with my hairdresser. What, are you? If what's you're the, a barista, what, what's the, let's chat. Nice beard, I say. Yeah, what's the pearl? When you say they pick up information and they pass it on, mm-hmm. what's the greatest pearl of wisdom you've ever got from the service industries? Part of Australia owns Antarctica. Bang, cop part, that. Part of a, no, other no, no, way around. Other way around. Australia owns over 60% of Antarctica. There you go. A hairdresser well, told me that. You should have learned that in year 10 geography, well, not at the hairdresser. Well, I didn't. Okay. One triple three five three. Are you an elitist like Lawrence Mooney and you want all your servants to shut up? <laughs> servants now. And do your bidding. Slaves. And do your bidding. Or are you like me and you're someone. A man who, of the people. A man of the people that wants to have a chat with every folk. Mm. Even at the Coles. What do you do when you get to the Coles? When you go, or, or the Woolies, when you're putting, when the stuff's getting put through, well, I always go, how you going, love? Do you know what? The machine just goes, beep, beep. Yeah, a self-server. You're trying to, yeah, I'm a self-server. And the machine goes, you're trying to steal that. You are too many items <laughs> in the bag. Place it in the bagging area. Too many, place, place it in, in the, the bagging, bagging area. area. One, triple, three, five, three. Do you want to be served by machines? I do. <laughs> do you want to chat to people? I don't. Well, you're going about your daily life, baristas. I don't want anyone to call. Lawrence, say what you said in a nutshell. Start with, I don't want service people, and then go on. I don't want my service people speaking to me. Hairdresser, masseuse, barista. You need to meet Tony. Now, Tony's a tradie. Now, do you like to have a chat with people, Tony? Yeah, people are friendly. Uh, they uh, they tend to not get their bill padded, Mooney. Oh, All there right. you go. And what do you think of Lawrence Mooney, Tony? I've never met him, but he does sound a bit up himself. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've got to say one thing to you, Tony. You're right. I am up myself a bit. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. And that's why my bills are so high. Katie, Katie, do you want to have a chat with people? Good morning. Yes, I love to have a chat with 
people. I think it's nice to, um, you know, say hello to everybody and yeah, not, right. not to randoms on the street. But I, I, I quite like Lawrence and his of himself vibe. He, he kind of pulls it off. It doesn't really matter. But my husband is very much like that. He doesn't like to talk to anyone, yeah. anybody in the street. Don't talk to him. Don't yeah. do anything. But, yeah, exactly. You, know, you don't know what people's days are like. It's always nice to share a smile. See, Katie, you know what you are, Katie? You're a little ray of sunshine. I can tell from yeah. right, even from here. Now, do you like to talk to a masseuse, Katie? Massage room. I will agree with yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Keep yeah. it down in the Keep massage down. room. That's always. The... I've got things to concentrate on. Nathan, <laughs> thank you, Katie. Now, Nathan, do you like what to have a? Ch- we? Yeah, we're good, mate. Now, do you like to have a chat with as Mooney calls them service people? I'm with Mooney, mate. I cannot stand it. I will not go into shopping centres anymore because of the fact you go into stores mm. and every store you go into, they ask how your day was. What you're up to this afternoon? What you're doing tonight? Really, they don't care what you're doing, and I don't want to tell them what I'm doing. I've got a good one for you, Nathan. What about when you're in a restaurant, you've got a mouthful of food, and the waiter comes over and goes, "Is everything okay here?" You go, what? Nick clearly, off. clearly, she can see that it's okay if you've got a mouthful of food. Absolutely, exactly right. Thank you, Nathan. And finally, Chris, uh, Chris, you do do you like a chat, Chris? I, I love a chat, particularly with the cabbies, because. I see it as an opportunity to, to see if anyone in the community is a bigger bullshit artist than me. There you go. See, right. perfect, perfect situation for you, Chris. And having heard Lawrence Mooney, where would you put him on the BS meter? Uh, uh, 106 out of 5. Wow. <laughs> right that, up there. That's low oh, for Lawrence Mooney. That's off the Richter scale. Thanks. I think if you, if you give him a green and gold tracksuit, he could open the bullshitting for Australia. Oh, <laughs> well yes. done, Chris. Thank you very much. I'm on the you, team. Lawrence, uh, mm-hmm. you must have been out and about last night because, uh, no, I heard a, a reporter describing you on the news. This young Australian, stumbling and barely able to stand upright, but never letting go of his bucket of booze. That's yeah. Tuesday, Mooney style. That's me. I'm never going to let go of it. Can we, in a moment, now there's been four incidents with Qantas planes over the last week. There's been a couple of rapid descents and there was a turning back to Hobart, I believe. And no one wants that. Well, his name is Alan Joyce and he is the head of Qantas. This is is him. This is how he sounds. There's no question that participating in cartel activities is a very bad personal and business decision. Whoa, okay, that's a, yeah. not a grab from the Godfather Irish style. That is Alan Joyce, the head of Qantas. It's and got that beautiful Northern Irish accent. He will be joining Very us. Disturbing. He will be joining us in a moment to discuss uh, some of the issues that Qantas has been having. Over the past week, there have been four separate incidents uh, with Qantas planes, and people are now saying, "Oh, geez, there's something going on with our national carrier." Uh, joining us on the line is the uh, uh, CEO of Qantas, Alan Joyce. Uh, Alan, good morning. Thanks for your time. Hello, uh, hello, Ed. Hello, Lawrence. It's very nice to join you on the Triple uh, M Network. Okay. Alan, there's been four incidents in a week. Uh, are, there That's safe- right, Ed. Are, are there safety concerns at Qantas? Absolutely not. I want to reassure everybody that their safety is our primary concern. We have a very rigorous maintenance schedule. Mm-hmm. Of course, we've taken all our maintenance offshore, mm-hmm. and uh, most of it's been done in the developing world by people from call centers. Okay. But I want to reassure Qantas passengers that the planes are in tip-top condition okay, okay. and ready well, to fly. Well, Alan, Alan Joyce, CEO of Qantas, what about the two steep, dis- two, two steep descents mm-hmm. from the planes? That's a massive worry, isn't it? Well, uh, can you pronounce that properly? Shut uh, up, shut up, Alan. Descent. It's steep descent. Okay, you know, Don't what? be like that. Are they a worry? 
the steep descent is now an added extra for Qantas. It's is actually it? something to break up the flight halfway across the Indian Ocean. We're calling it the Airborne Roller Coaster. Oh, the roller coaster! We're going to actually get Jim Owen on to do oh, uh, really? our advertising campaign because yeah, acc- he, he would say roller coaster. The accent very is well, slipping too. towards Jim Owen territory. I'm not going to ask you this, Alan Joyce. Well, we're, very, we're actually neighbours, Jim Owen and I. Are you when, really? Uh, to be, I was growing up. Yeah, to be sure. Are there cost-cutting measures going on That's at Qantas? That's racist what you did there. No, it's not racist what Locking I did there. Me, I, would, I would say that your accent is probably fairly racist at this point, Alan. Are there cost-cutting measures going on at Qantas? Well, of course, we're always looking to uh, give a, a great comeback to our our investors. And yes, we are cutting costs. What we've decided to do is not fly at 30,000 feet anymore really? and just fly just at 300 feet, just above the tree line. <laughs> I think if you're above the power lines and the trees, it gives everyone a nice view and, and you don't have to go as high. All so, right. uh, Alan yeah, Joyce, CEO of Qantas, we do have to let you go, but do you think you've earned the uh, million dollar bonuses that you've been uh, awarded as part of your job at Qantas over the years? Absolutely. I have uh, I have single-handedly ruined this airline. They deserve all the money I can get. Alan Joyce, CEO of Qantas, thanks for your time. Pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yesterday, Mooney, you revealed that you uh, think you might be turning into a lady. Mm, I'm a bit obsessed with my weight, mm-hmm. and uh, I have dropped five kilos mm-hmm. over the last couple of months, which is good. No, mm. The thing is, I weigh myself every day, but, mm. uh, but I always have. Okay, but I think it's more determined now. I think it's now yeah. a moment in your morning. Well, can we can we it go? Is, it is a moment in my morning. I get out of bed. I look at my puffy face in the mirror. Mm. Then I stand on the scales. Mm. I ruin my day. I get a little bit depressed, and then I get in the shower and and cry. Okay. Well, tears weigh something, so that's going to be losing a little bit. And <laughs> but the thing is, you weigh more after shower because I weigh myself after shower. Yeah. You, yeah, you weigh more. Your body absorbs the water. No. Seriously, it does so. No. You are you are heavier after a shower. Rosie, tell me you're an know. idiot. You're an idiot. Thank you. No, that's not. How triple... can you be soggy and yeah. You, you, yeah, your body absorbs water okay, through one, your pores. It's not first, rubbish. It's one, not rubbish. One triple three five three. If anyone who actually knows something can please tell us that that is nonsense. You weigh more after a shower because your body has absorbed water. <laughs> one triple three five three. This was him. This was him yesterday. This is what he said yesterday. I've always been a little bit weight conscious. How much have you lost? I've lost five kilos to 90.4. 90.4 is the number. We're going to find out this morning, even waterlogged, how much he weighed. Find out how the Lawrence Mooney pre-Christmas weight challenge is going. And please, one triple three five three. Someone tell him he's an idiot. You you absorb water in the shower, so you weigh You're more? You're heavier after a shower. No chance. Mooney just starts saying things and then hopes that they're true, but we can actually check with people. Repeat what your your claim because we're talking about your weight. You're trying to mm. lose some weight, and you made a ridiculous claim about your, the timing of when you weigh yourself. Right, I weigh myself normally be- before I get in the shower, and Why? it's always before I get in the shower because after a shower you weigh more because your body absorbs water. No, you don't, Marie. Tell him what do you think, Marie? You weigh up to a hundred grams after a shower because of the body heat weighs less than cold heat. So less or more, Marie? You weigh less or more? You weigh less. Thank you very much. The heat. Thank you, Marie. Hold on. Thank no, you, Marie. But Let's I've actually, move on. I've done the the I've done the science. I've weighed myself before and after a shower. Well, a shower. You, then you're having a cold shower. No, I I, I weigh more. No, no, no. Well, well maybe maybe my shower is actually cooler than yours because I'm always a lot colder Let's water temperature from, than my wife. Let's move on from Marie. That is a uh, absolute. She, he's already trying to get rid of the science, even though Marie's clearly given it to him now. 
Uh, Lenore, what do you reckon? Do you reckon? I'm um, 100% with Lawrence. You definitely weigh more afterwards. Boy, thank you, Lenore. So you've done it too? You've weighed yourself before and after? I weigh before and after on a serial weigher, and it always interests me as to how much higher it's going to be, and it always is. Can I ask I you a question? I don't know any scientific proof for it. It's just, just it's what can the scale says. Can I ask you a question, Lenore? Do you yeah. have long, lustrous hair? Uh, no. <laughs> do you have some, like, shoulder-length hair? Yeah, I do. I believe it's and your no, hair. It's not, no, no, it's, that's not with wet hair either. So, yeah, that's just the way it is. I do like very hot showers, so depending on what the lady before mm. said, maybe that. Well, that, that's, that's contrary to what she said. Well, all right, let's finally go to Michael. Now, my, uh, oh, Michelle, is it Michelle or Michael? Who's, what's your name? Call up, Michael? Michelle. Oh, Michelle. Sorry, Michelle. It's wrong on my screen. I, I, I mucked that up. Now, heavier or lighter after a shower? Heavier. Oh, yes. my God. I thought it was crazy, but, yeah, heavier after a shower. So, Michelle, you thought you were on your own, and I've reached out and told you no. We're all in this together. And that, that's it. I thought that I didn't even mention it because it's embarrassing, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Michelle, is, is Lawrence Mooney officially part of the sisterhood now? Definitely. Thank you Morning very much. Trainer, but I reckon your true weight <laughs> is at night. At night? Okay. Oh, well, no wow. way. Well, That's depressing. <laughs> no, not after, not after a day of eating. You never weigh yourself at night. Thank you, Michelle. I, I think that's the true weight. Yeah, it's right, true, but you, nobody Michelle. needs the truth, Michelle. <laughs> now, it's time for some truth, Michelle and everybody. Lawrence, let's okay. get back to the point. You've distracted us with this shower nonsense. We are going to try and speak to a science mm. type and get you a proper answer on this. Yesterday, you were 90.4. You're yep. trying to lose weight. What did you weigh this morning? Shower or no shower, Lawrence Mooney. I'm up. Yes. I'm uh, 91.2 this morning. <laughs> but I've got to say, I've got to say, you are part of the problem. Do you know why? I went and did Santo Salmonhead's Total Football, yep. and all you guys are, are trim and you are feeders. Yep. You are feeders. After the show, it's like, Lawrence, come and have dinner with us. And you're just heaping the plate up. Come on, Lawrence. Can I have that, some more calamari? Pull that have down. another sausage. You, Santo and Ed, are all feeders. Knowing, you want to see me obese. Rosie, knowing that he was coming on the show and he did have to weigh himself after Santo Salmonhead last night, it was about 9.30, I did say, Hey, Moon, you want a kebab? Bang! <laughs> got that, Tubbs? Lure it in. Yeah, they got me at a moment of high vulnerability, <laughs> and they fed me. Yeah. You know, you see those 300-pound uh, women on beds, you know, and their yeah, boyfriends are yeah. going, have another donut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's your relationship with me now. We feed him with a stick. And we're doing the show today uh, in front of a live audience. And are you having fun, girls? We haven't done any drugs, just... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, those are some other mm. gentlemen who jumped in front there, but apparently everyone's keeping it clean, which is the main thing. Uh, now, they're all uh, they're having a great time. They're good, nice kids. Before, just after eight o'clock, yeah. uh, you claimed that there was. Uh, you claimed that if you go into the shower, right, and then you weigh yourself afterwards, mm -hmm. then you're going to gain weight. Yes. So, uh, from my uh, constant weighing of myself, yep. weigh yourself before you shower. Because if you weigh yourself afterwards, you're heavier. Okay. Your my theory is your body must absorb oh, some of the water. Oh, it's a theory now, but it's well, 20 minutes ago it was a fact. No, well, the numbers are there. 
I'm just thinking, why do you weigh more? Mm, no, you've gained weight. Those are the numbers that are there. Now, how's Twitter going, Rosie? How's he, how's he faring on Twitter? Uh, okay. Uh, go to at MMM Hot Breakfast if you'd like Please. to contribute. Glenn Mountain has said, don't know about the water, but Mooney is definitely an idiot. Mm. No, that's, that seems fair. Well, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a scientific <laughs> diagnosis. That's okay, Glenn. Uh, Jules has been experimenting at home and she says, just weighed myself before and after a shower. Not a gram difference, even dripping wet. Thank you. Right. But Brian Lugovsky has just tweeted oh. saying, yes, gents, you do weigh more after a shower. It's the chlorine in the water. Check out YouTube. Whoa. Oh. He's throwing up something kooky. Well, I don't know whether my water's chlorinated, so that's interesting. All right. We're going to have a proper science guy. Can we have a girl, science guy? Science guy or girl on the show tomorrow to set this up once and for all. Like a, a you know, a high school science guy or like, what, a, like some, a kid in year 10? Yeah. Who's or Rick probably. Yeah. I, I boiled an egg and... Uh... <laughs> Now, Ed, your favourite segment. Goodness. It's the real news from the internet with Sarah Fayol. With the support from the reputable sources of the World Wide Web, this is the news you need to know. Sarah Fayol's Fluff News. I accept that this is the stuff that people do end up talking about all day. I know mm-hmm. certainly when I talk to my wife, I'll go, hello, Dal, how was your day? She'll say something along the lines of, did you see that photo of Taylor Swift with Beyonce? <laughs> and I'll think it's a oh, very good God. impersonation. It's great. I love Here the impersonation. we go. So, Sarah, what mm-hmm. have you got? All right. Well, it's all about Facebook. So oh, we accept goodness. Facebook is a thing, mm. Ed. Yeah, well, yeah. Is it yeah. still the predominant social media or is Instagram's, it being overtaken by Insta and Twitter? Insta's definitely getting up there. Mm. But Facebook is now a new source. It, it actually is a new right. source. What and if I'm desperate to know what someone I went to high school with had for breakfast? Nope. So you can actually follow news stories, mm. celebrities and otherwise, Ed. It's always good to find out how an ex is failing in life too. <laughs> that is a fun that game. That is such a fun game. So I believe some figures have been released. Let's cut yes. to the chase yes. here. What do we got? Okay. So you know the, the right-hand side of your Facebook page will have trending topics. Yes. Facebook have done an analysis. Mm-hmm. So they've gathered some data to find mm-hmm. the yeah. most talked about topics of 2014. Good. A in, list. In Australia. In Australia, right, yes. And I guess so, they've gone top 10, have they? Top 10. Right. So do you guys want to have a stab at what the most talked about yes. topic on Facebook yes. was? Sunrise, cash cow, upskirt scandal. <laughs> Number one. No. Uh, okay. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence's nude photos. Oh, no, but that's a great guess. Yeah, and if anyone's got those links, I still mm. haven't seen them. Reddit. Um, I've read it. Okay, yeah. what are they? Give us number 10. Okay, number 10, Melbourne Cup. Yeah, makes sense. Keep going. Okay, really? number nine was the World Cup. A uh, couple of cups. Yeah, a couple of cups. Oh. Number eight was the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Oh, Premier. yeah. All sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, conflict in Gaza was number Ooh, seven. Oh, political. political. Well done, everybody. Yeah. Do you know why? Because the way that the conflict in Gaza is going to be solved mm. is by your 40-page essay underneath a picture of the conflict. This is why the US government post. Well done. Well, it's letting people everybody. know about it in other corners of the world but that might not know also, about it. It's, a, it's also a conflict that is highly emotive the way it's sold in the news because yeah. children get blown up. It's okay. like, all right, and so everyone yeah. just goes, loses their mind. Exactly. Okay, people are emotionally involved. Uh, at number six, the Ebola virus outbreak. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Five Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So GOT. Glad that GOT got over Ebola. <laughs> yeah. Finally, the real number five. Uh, uh, I reckon there's something wrong with that Joffrey kid. Uh, the product of you know what? Joffrey. Mm. Yep. What a terrible name. Keep going. Number four is the ice bucket bucket challenge. Oh, well done, everyone. So, do you guys want to have a? Now we've got three left. Do you want to have a go at Mooney? What would be number three? Facebook. Oh, I would say probably one of the airline disasters. 
Yes, okay. Malaysian Airlines. Okay. Number no. three. Try not to sound too happy about it, you two. Oh, Keep sorry. going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yes. I was celebrating his win. Yeah, yeah. okay. Not, yeah. Number yeah. two. Uh, number so. two was the Honourable Prime Minister, Tony Abbott. Just in general, Tony Abbott. the sarcasm. Okay. Uh, yeah, number two. And, and the number one. Number one. Trending top. Okay, the Australia, you need to hear this. Mm-hmm. This is the number one thing that you wasted your time at work. Oh, well. Waiting for things when you could be doing something constructive, when you could be talking to your friends and family for real or perhaps raising your kids or going out and doing something outside. This is the number one thing you wasted your time on this year. Valet Robin Williams. I quite like that. People are talking mm. and we're affected yeah, by the death of a great comedian. And, and I agree because if mm. you were thinking about, say, YouTube, and you'd say, well, the number one thing would probably be, you know, Spider Dog or Neck a cat minute. playing the piano. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to well, Facebook, uh, the discussion of, nice. first of all, he, that great man's career, yeah, okay. the tragic circumstances Correct. in which he went, and suicide and mental illness. And you know yeah. what? When Robin Williams passed away, my Facebook blew up with people sharing their favourite, you know, yeah, Robin, okay. uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and Jumanji quotes. Hello. I love that people were remembering him. I stand corrected. Mm-hmm. There we go. It was actually a nice topic on the top of that. Well done. Yes. Yeah. So just... not a waste of time. No, not a waste we of time. We might be uh, turning you around, Edward. Yeah, do you know the, what? By you know the what? end of this segment, you always... <laughs> Soften. There's always something. I'm a MySpace guy, and the number one trending topic uh, on MySpace uh, this year was, does anyone else still have MySpace? <laughs> it was amazing. Exactly. Yesterday I got a little thing from MySpace saying, here's some photos, and they were from 2008. Wow, Ooh. well done. You have to bring those in. Have you heard of this new this artist? She's called Lady Gaga, and mm. she's crazy. Thanks, MySpace. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Okay, okay. Just a reminder, everyone that gets involved with Summer Breakfast wins a $100 voucher too. Madam Weewa's naughty curtain room. Plenty of reasons mm. to get involved. Now, mm. the question this morning nice is, massage down are you, do you weigh more after a shower? Lawrence Mooney says you do, and the tweets are coming thick and fast, Rosie. At MMM Hot Breakfast, if you'd like to contribute, John Pisani has tweeted saying, Moon Man, are you eating while you're in the shower? Oh, Bang. that's unkind. Bang. <laughs> Knocking off a hot dog in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> that could mean two things. First uh, day of the first test against India yesterday at the Adelaide, Adelaide Oval. This was the probably well, the biggest moment of the day. He's over-pitched. He's punched it down the ground. A glorious celebration for the life of Phil Hughes. Davey Warner as he moved to his 10th test century and a man that was there calling it for Channel 9, but he's part of the Triple M family doing an absolutely fantastic job. Uh, morning, JB. James Brayshaw, good on you, buddy. Ed Cavalier, Lawrence Moody, uh, entertainment juggernaut. Uh, how are you? Good to Yeah, thank you very much, man. JB. Uh, as, as a South Australian, must have been a proud moment for you to be at that <laughs> test yesterday at the Adelaide Oval. And, uh, you know, you've represented South Australia. What was the, the personal highlight for you yesterday, JB? Uh, well, I love David Warner. There's no question of that. The way he plays is outrageous. I, I didn't think I'd ever see a, a test opening batsman play the way he does. He, he hit mm. six fours in the first three overs of a test match, mm. which is... You know, it's just off the charts. No one ever does that, you no. know. So, and uh, he's a he's a little man, but gee, he's a champion, isn't he? He's yeah, just he is. fearless. He, I love him, I, and I and I love the way you know he just sits so much pressure back on whoever's you know bowling and the opposition captain because suddenly all their plans and they would have taken hours you know putting yeah. their plans together for the days you know cricket are, are just gone in three overs. I don't know what they're doing. They're running in and and hoping all of a sudden. So. Yeah. I love that, and uh, you know the, the whole respect for for Phil and what happened. I thought was terrific, not only from him but from 
Michael and later in the day, Steve Smith. So that was really nice. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was a really compelling day's cricket. Hey, JB, what was the um, feeling like in the ground? Just just watching through the television, it it really felt like almost that there was a sense of purpose about the day, uh, that we got to this point now where people were ready to play cricket and ready to uh, take the field again. But it was also uh, that the memory of Philip Hughes was very much in the forefront of everyone's mind. Was that the feeling out there? Yep, it was. I, I thought it was done really well at the start of the day. You know, the, the celebration and the clapping and all the rest of it was a really nice touch. But, you know, the thing about batting, and, and uh, Dave Warner is the classic example of this, you know, the thing about batting is it's about reacting. You've got, mm. you know, half a second to react to what's coming at you. Mm. So there's not a hell of a lot of right. thought You're goes right. into it. You're so right. yes. you, you may as well just get blokes out into the middle and get them back into that reacting mode. It's yes. actually may be the best thing for best them because they can put yeah. everything aside and just go, right, oh, well, I've got up. I see what you mean, JB. They're right? not just they're not sitting around thinking and all that type of thing. They're getting back to what they know how to do and, and, and what made them love the game uh, as well. Hey, we do actually have to ask you about this, mm. JB, because mm. Lawrence Moonman Mooney and um, unknown professional Sam Pang have got yep. a, a weekend planned for South Australia this weekend. We're coming across yes. on Saturday, JB. We're wondering whether it will go to day five. And if it doesn't, what should we do? Uh, should we go on a winery tour or <laughs> What should we do in South Australia to, to bide our time if we um, if it doesn't make day five? Well, I, I would be heading down uh, you know one of the nice restaurant streets like the Parade, mm. um, going to somewhere like the Bath Hotel, and, where you um, would, you would dine for free as a local champion. Oh, that's it. And then you uh, <laughs> you know you can have a nice long lunch there, and then uh, drift back into the city. And Shane Warne tells me there's three or four ripping strip joints in Hindley Street. There you go. Um, Thanks very much. So that winds your day off nicely. Sam Pang, a man I know, enjoys the stripper. Oh, he is absolutely red hot for them, JB. I think he's just stumbling out of uh, Showgirls as we speak. So good morning to him. Hey, JB, we'll be watching the test this morning, doing a great job on Channel 9. Good to speak to you, buddy. Always good speaking to you too. See you, JB. Oh, that's us. We've got to get out of here. Uh, now, We're remember, done. tomorrow morning we are going to finally answer this question with a science guy or girl. Do you put on weight in the shower? No, do you weigh more after a shower? That's what I'm saying. Is like I've weighed myself before, mm-hmm. I've weighed myself after, mm-hmm. and there's a difference. And I'm not oh, eating God. in the shower. I'm not consuming <laughs> chips like some kind of seagull. <laughs> we'll speak to you tomorrow, Triple M. See ya. That was Triple M's Summer Breakfast with Ed Cavalier and Lawrence Mooney. Out Santa Santa this Christmas and find a gift in under two minutes at redballoon.com.au.